Hello and welcome to Joel Johnson's Money Wisdom. I'm John Stillman, alongside Joel Johnson, Certified Financial Planner and the CEO of Johnson Brunetti, the official wealth management partner of the Yukon Huskies. Joel, always a pleasure to talk with you. You've moved to an, yet another room in the house. You've been in so many different rooms in your house. Now, now you're in what? You're in Joel's room? Where are you? I am in the room that's going to become my office. I'm in Joel's room. He just graduated. And let's clarify here, you're not talking about yourself in the third person here. No. This I, is your I, son, Joel. Yes, this is my son, Joel. He just graduated from UConn, starting a brand new job at the Hartford in July. We're really excited. They have, uh, they have stayed with their, uh, with their employment commitment. He's going to be uh, working in the IT department. He's a software engineer, so we're really excited about that. Uh, with all that said, though, I have his room that's going to become my new office. It's wonderful. I have a window right in front of me looking out into the woods and it's a great uh, it's a great room to be in. My wife doesn't know it's going to be my office yet, but that's what I'm I'm proclaiming that to be the truth. <laughs> so your radio listeners hear it before her, because Lord knows when yes. he doesn't listen to the show. Uh, <laughs> so speaking of the boys, uh, how about an update on each of them? I, I think this is interesting because you have four boys that are all at very different stages of life. One in college, one just graduated from college, one in the military, one in the working world. What has life been like for the last month or two for them? And then how do you kind of foresee the next few months on? folding for them well it's interesting so my oldest lives up in boston and they're kind of coming out of this uh pandemic you know as far as the numbers go as far as the stats go um it's a little bit better than it was a few weeks back but they got hit by the pandemic a little after we did here in connecticut if, if my recollection of the stats are correct but you know his shop went to three days a week uh, he, he works at an auto repair place and um, kind of runs the shop up there. They went to three days a week for about two weeks, and now they're back to full time. So, um, you know, he's doing great. And then we have uh, Michael, who's out in the Marine Corps and um, in Camp Pendleton. He's a first lieutenant. Actually, he just got promoted to first lieutenant, so that was kind of nice. And um, he's out there and, you know, doing great. Um, as far as Michael and Brandon, again, my oldest, 30 years old, and Michael is 25, the only way this affects them is what they see out there. I mean, at that age, obviously, they're complying with the social guidelines and the uh, the guidelines from the government. But, you know, they know people that have tested positive that never even knew they were sick because they're young and strong. And um, so it, it's interesting. I mean, they're kind of wondering, you know, why why are we shutting down completely? So it's very different take than... Um, than maybe people my age, 57 years old. Uh, as far as Joel, we just mentioned him. He just graduated from UConn. He's going to start a job at the Hartford. So we're really excited for him. And um, he's really excited about working for the Hartford here. Just uh, It's really neat, John, how you know big companies are big companies for a reason right sometimes people that run small companies kind of mock big companies cuz they're you know entrepreneurs say oh big companies are slow and stupid and so on but the reason big companies are big is cuz they have great processes in place they have a great story to tell typically they have good culture and so when he went to training Last summer, he had an internship at the Hartford, and that's how they pick who they're going to offer jobs to after graduation. The first thing they did for the first day or two was tell the story about the company and um, how, you know, the Hartford was there and one of seven, ins- I hope, hopefully I got this right, but the Hartford was there, one of seven insurance companies that insured a bunch of New York insurance business and only five survived and the Hartford was one of them and just had all these great stories that they taught him to basically immerse him into the culture of the company. Pretty neat. I thought it was just 
Pretty neat. So it's it's interesting for me as somebody who runs a small business with 40 employees to see how these big companies do it. So anyway, as you can tell, I'm real excited about him starting there. And then Noah just finished his sophomore year down in North Carolina. And uh, his school did not finish the year like many did. Um, they finished it online. Um, but he's doing really well. Stayed down in North Carolina, or actually in Virginia. He's right on the border between North Carolina and Virginia. Stayed down there with a family um, from the school. Uh, the father is a doc, doctor. And so, um, you know, he felt perfectly safe down there and had a great time. And he just returned back up here to us uh, about a week ago. And his mother has him in quarantine. Uh, back in the uh, back apartment and he's got his coronavirus test just this last week and so we will see it turns out but he seems pretty darn healthy he's going on you know 15 mile bike rides every day and so on what is the job market going to look like i'm interested in your take on unemployment numbers obviously uh a big 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 unemployment number uh, as of this week how do you foresee that playing out in terms of how many of those jobs come back just fine and how many of those are permanent losses well, we all hope, obviously, or I certainly hope I'll speak for myself, that all those jobs come back just fine. Uh, the problem is some of these industries, you can't just shut them down and, and you know, for, for six weeks and expect them to come back. I mean, like I said, my son, Brandon, works up there at an auto shop in Boston. Luckily, they haven't shut down. But a lot of those little businesses with four to six employees, I don't think they're going to come back. I, I really don't. I mean, the the, uh, the devastation from this, and I don't want to say it's just the virus, and I certainly don't want to get political here, but, you know, this is not just the virus. It's the reaction to the virus and um, the devastation long term from the reaction. I'm not saying the reaction is right or wrong, but the reaction of just completely shutting businesses down for a while. Um, it'll be interesting, our take on this, when we look back five years from now, when the urgency is gone and the fear is gone, um, to to see if we did the right thing. Because I think, unfortunately, some of those jobs will not come back. Some of those businesses will not come back. I mean, there are lives and generations that are being destroyed, um, basically, because uh, we've, we've shut down certain businesses and so on. And, and I don't mean to be bleak here, but it, it is a bleak situation. And I think we all need to be aware of this. I'm not saying something different should have been done. I don't know. I'm glad I'm not in the position where I have to make those decisions because those are very difficult decisions. I think everybody's doing their best. But, you know, this will be um, a situation for maybe for a whole generation, they will feel the damage from the reaction to the virus. So with all that said, now we are in, I believe in the last six weeks, 36 million. I know the number is 36 million unemployment claims. I'm not sure if that's the last five weeks or six weeks, but really, really ugly. The April unemployment numbers were uh, up above 20 million. And I think, you know, May's will maybe bring us up to 25 million. Um, so we have unemployment right now, according to the April statistics of 15%, and that could go to 20%. So it's, it's, a, it's a difficult situation out there. What we're telling our clients, and now more than ever, we're getting all kinds of calls from people that aren't clients. You know, through my TV program, they send in email questions. They send in email questions from my podcast and also obviously from this radio program. And then we just get people that find our website, johnsonbrunetti.com, and, and are asking questions. And my concern is that people have been, you know, there was this shock, like somebody had been dropped into ice water in the beginning, right? It was just the shock with what happened with the virus and the reaction to shutting down the economy. Then after a while, it sort of to, started to start feel normal. And now I think people are becoming complacent, not on purpose, but it's like we're just getting used to this. And my concern is when it comes to people's money, 
they think right now, well, I'm just going to stick where I'm at. Everything's going to be okay. I believe, and Warren Buffett had a great quote this last week, don't bet against the American economy. Don't bet against the United States. And I believe that 100%. We are the strongest, most resilient country in the world as far as when it comes to our economic sense. Anybody that doesn't think that is absolutely wrong. I'm not even going to be diplomatic about it. You're, You're absolutely wrong if you don't think that the U.S. has the most reserves, the most ability to deal with this and the um, in, in the strongest economy. With that said, we could be in a time where we see the stock market and the economy stay in this range for quite some time. And again, my concern is that people are lulled into, well, I'll just keep doing what I'm doing. And in my opinion, that is not good. That is really not good. People need to do a giant reset. You know, I have a webinar out there, a 15 minute workshop playing online. Anybody can go and watch. And I talk about this doing a reset. You can decide to buy stocks, you can decide to sell stocks, you can decide to hold stocks, or you can do a reset. And when I say a reset, I mean a fresh start on your financial plan going forward, throwing out the past, forgetting about where things used to be, forgetting about what happened during the financial crisis 10 years ago. Right now, people need to do a reset going forward because we are in a different time. And again, the most dangerous words we ever hear in the world of investing is it's different this time, but it is different this time. Again, what's the same as the American economy is still the strongest in the world. What is different is we just made the decision to shut things down, to close businesses. That is different. The government has never made that decision before, didn't make that decision in the Great Depression. That happened because of economic forces. This is different. This was a mandated shutdown. And for us to recover, it's going to take different ways of thinking. Many of us don't have control over what the state does, what our towns do, what our cities do, or what the federal government does. What we do have control over is how we set up our finances. And my fear is people are not paying attention to that because of all the other stuff going on and because... They've been lulled into complacency when it comes to their 401ks and their retirement planning. So for somebody who says, you know, you're right, you you have nailed my mindset exactly. I've been kind of complacent. I've been just sort of paralyzed waiting for this to all be over. In fact, I was talking with somebody the other day who said, you know, I was going to come in and, and have a discussion about my money. But now I have no idea what my assets will look like when this is all over. So we should just wait until this is all done. And then then I'll have a better picture of what the future is going to look like. So Joel, to somebody who says, yes, I have been complacent. I understand intellectually that I should not be that way. Uh, what can you say to motivate them to call and, and just start the process of having a conversation? Well, so here's what people need to think of. If, if we were sitting here three years from today, you think about it, it's 2023. If you were sitting here and it was 2023 and you were to look back on this crisis, Did you do the right thing with your money? Did you do everything you could to make sure you were set up for the three years after this crisis? If you're sitting in the same chair you're in right now or in the same car you're in right now, looking back over the last three years, and it's 2023 today, did you do everything you can? Because the people that set themselves up right, I believe are going to be pretty happy, pretty relieved. The people that did not take action, and that doesn't mean changing around all your investments. It doesn't mean selling out. It just means repositioning, doing a reset of a financial plan. I think those people are going to possibly pay for that for the rest of their lives. And so give us a call. 
if you're working with a financial advisor and you think they're competent to steer through this crisis, because not everybody is, you can give them a call or you can give us a call. We'll set up a 15-minute phone consultation or a Zoom consultation, video consultation, where we can just answer questions for you, have a conversation. doesn't have to be a big financial plan unless you want it to be. Have a conversation about where you're at. And if you are thinking properly, in our opinion, if you're thinking properly about where we're at, where your money is at, and is it positioned properly. So just give us a call. I put the phone number out there every week, 1-800-705-1232. Again, it's 1-800-705-1232. You can go to our website, johnsonbrunetti.com. There's all kinds of great resources you can download from that website. There's a retirement checklist to give you a score on if you're prepared or if you're in retirement, are you doing well? Um, There are tremendous amount of resources, books that I've written, books that my partner has written. Um, We had, I think, 40,000 hits to our website last month. So a lot of people are seeking out information right now. Um, But the best thing to do is give us a call, have a 15-minute phone conversation with an advisor. Um, It's not to sell you anything. Uh, It's not to pressure you at all. It's to be of help. I thank God we are in great financial condition as a firm right now, and we are able to help and be of service in many ways, not just helping you as you call in, um, but helping the institutions around, helping um, Feed America, the people that are putting the food banks up, uh, sending food to the hospitals and nursing homes and so on. We've been very fortunate to be able to do all that. Um, But the best way to help yourself is to give us a call at 1-800-705-1232. Again, that's 800-705-1232. Call and set up a time to just have a conversation. And as Joel said, that's really a great way to think about it. Picture yourself three years out. Looking back at this moment right now, what would have had to have happened in those three years for you to be happy with where you're sitting at that point? Would you have needed to make some changes at this point? Uh, Should you just stay the course? You probably don't know the answer to that right now, but the point is that second opinion will help you get a better understanding of what are the things you need to be thinking about right now. Inaction might very well be one of the things you regret. So call, at least have a conversation. Maybe you're positioned exactly as you need to be. And if that's the case, Joel and the team will tell you that. And you can have a little bit of added peace of mind. But if you need to make some changes, well, you can at least find out what those recommendations would look like. 800-705-1232 is the number to call. That's 800-705-1232. You're listening to Joel Johnson's Money Wisdom. Joel Johnson is a certified financial planner and the CEO of Johnson Brunetti, the official wealth management partner of the Yukon Huskies. Joel, let's open up the mailbag and see what folks have for you this week. We'll start today with Diane. Diane says, is it better to work with a financial advisor who charges an hourly fee for advice or someone who charges a management fee based on percentage of assets? And I I will say, Joel, I think a lot of people don't necessarily understand the distinction between those two things. So maybe we would help to clarify the different ways that advisors get paid. And then do you have an opinion on, on what approach is best for a certain type of client? Sure. Um, so let's talk about those two different ways of, of fee-based planning. We won't talk about the commission-based advisor. Um, most people have moved away from uh, that. Most advisory firms have, have moved away from uh, taking commissions, and most advisory firms have just set themselves up where they can on a fee basis. Now, in some cases, an advisory firm that uses insurance products um, or that uses bank products like CDs, um, they're forced to take a commission. That's how the, the products are sold. 
sold or positioned out there in the marketplace. Um, but for the most part, as we have, you know, we have set us uh, ourselves up as a money management firm on our money management, on our active money management to charge a fee. So it's two different ways. One is, like Diane said, an hourly fee. Somebody can charge just like an attorney or accountant. It might be $300 an hour, might be $500 an hour for you to come in and get a financial plan or not necessarily get a full financial plan, but address a certain issue. And they would charge an hourly fee to give that advice. The other way is to charge a fee based on the assets that they advise on. So this typically would be an account that you have with that firm that they are managing for you. So I have a particular investment um, that I'm actually, as we speak, getting involved in um, where I will pay a fee to the particular um, money management firm. And the way my fee works is it's 1.6% per year plus 20% of whatever profits they generate. Now, that is a hedge fund type investment. Most people would never pay that much. Certainly none of our clients are, are in those types of investments. So I'm just giving you kind of a look into my personal situation. Um, but again, I pay 1.6% per year of the assets they have of mine. Um, not all the assets I have, but the assets that I've put with that firm. And then if they make a 20% profit in a year, they get 4% of that profit and I get to keep the 16 um, that's a complicated structure. Most firms that our listeners uh, are, are, are thinking of right now um, that they're probably dealing with just charge a flat percentage of assets. It might be one to one and a half percent per year for the managed money. Now, the advantage to that is the financial advisor who does the financial plan is going to implement that for you. Um, and again, many advisors that just manage money don't do a financial plan. So we do both. We create a financial plan. We give ongoing financial advice. We advise on everything in someone's life, mortgages, taxes, estate planning, and so on. We earn our money based on charging a fee on the accounts that we manage for them. But the advantage somebody has with that type of relationship is that we encompass the entire financial life of an individual. The person that charges the hourly fee, the challenge there is most people, in my experience, do not implement the recommendations. So if I charge an hourly fee, and sometimes we do, but let's say I charge somebody $1,200 to do a full financial plan, and I said, do this, 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 and this, and they go off on their own, most of the time people do not implement those instructions. So that's the disadvantage of paying an hourly fee. And so, you know, in my book, and certainly with that private investment I mentioned, I'm more than happy to pay a management fee. It puts that money manager on the same side of the desk as I am. If I do better, they do better. If I do worse, they do worse. So I think that charging an asset, charging a fee on the assets that they manage is the best way to do it at least for me. That's in my opinion. And obviously that's how we work with our clients. And again, with our clients, we're charging a fee based on the amount of money we manage. So if we do better as a money manager, they do better. Also, um, if the account goes up, they do better. So they're happy and we get a percentage of that higher. We get the same percentage, but it's on a higher asset base. Interesting to uh, break down those options. I think a lot of people initially like the idea of just an hourly fee because then they feel like they're not being sold anything. It's just, okay, well, I'm just going to get advice. Um, but then, like you said, they get the plan and then, oh, well, now I have to implement this. Well, that seems like a lot of work and then it just never happens. So in a lot of cases, I think you're right that that hourly fee ends up 
not making a lot of sense because nothing ever happens with it. Well, and I, I'll give you a perfect example of this because I say this to our financial advisors all the time. Our job is to help people make decisions that they would not make on their own because the reality of the situation is unless somebody is not in complete denial, which the smarter you are, the more propensity you have to be in denial about your own behavior. For most people, those decisions that are difficult to make, they will not make, and they need to be helped to make those decisions by an objective third party. I'll give you a perfect example. I hate working out. I love what it feels like afterwards. I love what it does for my health, but I hate working out. I pay a trainer Unfortunately, right now, I can't go see that trainer. He's texting me workouts every day, um, but I can't wait to get back in person with that trainer so I can pay him the $50 an hour. I don't even know what I'm paying. I don't even care what I'm paying. I think it's about $50 an hour to have him tell me what to do, stand over me while I'm doing that, encourage me, tell me my form is wrong, tell me I did a great job. I will gladly pay for that for the result. Could I get that for free? Of course I can get it for free. I can just I could actually be 20 feet away watching him work with his own people and copying the workout. I'm not going to get the same result. I'm just not going to. So, you know, people say, "Well, I can do it for free, you know, I can go to Vanguard Fidelity and buy my no life funds and buy my Good luck with that." I think about 5% of the people can actually do a good job for themselves doing that. And I know as as I say that, you know, there's listeners out there, well, I'm an engineer, I'm an actuary, I've got all this education, I went to, you know, Trinity College, and I can handle this on my own. You know what? Most people can't because the biggest danger to the investor is their own behavior. And anybody that doesn't realize that is a fool. Well said. All right, let's go uh, one more question here in the mailbag as we wrap things up today. Let's go to Rebecca, who says, I'm nervous about how much money I have in the stock market. What's the right amount for me to have invested in my late 50s? Well, it's a great question. We really need to do a financial plan for you or somebody needs to do a financial plan to show you what's the least amount of risk you can take and still meet your financial goals based on certain assumptions, based on how much you're saving, based on you know when you want to retire, based on how much income you want in retirement. And that will tell us, well, how much money, historically speaking, should you have in the market? Now, here's the problem. Most people get talked into taking more risk. At least this is my experience. This is what I've seen. Most people are taking more risk than they think they are. They've been talked into it many times. And when the market goes bad and they get shocked or scared, they pull out of the market. So you need to take as little risk as possible so that that does not happen. I should, let me let me rephrase that. You need to take just enough risk so that you will not be tempted to do that. If you take too much risk and you're tempted to do that, you'll do what we call blow yourself up in the business. You'll blow up your investment plan. So you really need a financial plan to to decide that. There's an old rule of 100, people say, where it says if you subtract your age from 100, that's how much you just have exposed to stocks. So if you're 50, 100 minus 50 is 50. Um, the old rule of 100 says 50% exposure to stocks. I don't think that's right for everybody. I think we have to be careful of that simplistic approach, but some people actually still use that approach. So, so with that said, folks, I've enjoyed the show today. We've talked about a lot of things that are different than what we normally talk about, but I want to help you. I want you to give us a call at 1-800-705-1232. What will this process do for you? By having this 15-minute phone call, 
It's my goal that you leave with more confidence and more clarity on what lies ahead. Too few people today have confidence with all this craziness that's going on. Wouldn't it be nice if you felt confident and if you had clarity on what needs to happen with your money? We want to provide that to you. There's nothing to lose by calling us and taking us up on that 15-minute phone call. Absolutely nothing to lose. No obligation. So call now. Set up a time to do that 15-minute phone call. It's 1-800-705-1232. 1-800-705-1232. If you want to do it by video conference, FaceTime, Zoom, we'll be glad to do that too. We can probably even get some resources out to you once we figure out what would be best to help you. So call 1-800-705-1232. Again, 800-705-1232. That's 800-705-1232. You can call or text if that's easier. If you're texting, just be sure to include your first and last name. If you come in and visit in the office, you'll get a copy of one of Joel's books to take with you. If you want to do a virtual meeting, uh, that's fine too, whatever you're more comfortable with at the moment. Of course, as Joel said, we can get some materials sent out to you after we have a conversation and and know what would really be a good fit for you in terms of resources. Again, 800-705-1232. That's 800-705-1232. That's all we have time for on this week's edition of Money Wisdom. Joel, thanks as always for your wisdom. We'll do it again, same time, same place, right here on Joel Johnson's Money Wisdom. Have a great week. Money Wisdom is sponsored by Johnson Brunetti. Investment advisory services offered through JB Capital LLC, a registered investment advisor. Insurance products offered through JN Financial LLC. Johnson Brunetti is a paid sponsor of the Yukon Huskies athletic program. Better Money is sponsored by Johnson Brunetti.